You're listening to That Music Podcast with me, Bryson Tarbett. I'm the music educator and blogger behind That Music Teacher and ThatMusicTeacher.com. Join me as I dive into what it really means to be a music educator. I hope that you're able to find a nugget of inspiration each week as I share my favorite ways to create purposeful instruction through active music making. Along the way, you'll hear from some of my amazing colleagues as they share practical advice that you can apply to your own classrooms. So grab a coffee, sit down, and let's get started. This episode is brought to you by the free Elementary Music Newbie Guide. We all know that you can't learn it all in four years, but the sad reality is that many new music teachers don't feel prepared for the elementary music classroom. In this free guide, we'll work through four of the most important things when it comes to being successful as an elementary music teacher. To grab your guide, head on over to thatmusicteacher.com slash newbie. Again, that's thatmusicteacher.com slash N-E-W-B-I-E. What do you get when you take all of your kindergartners, put them on the risers of your gymnasium, and then teach them a lesson, all kindergartners in one giant class? The answer is apparently quite an amazing curriculum night for kindergarten. This year, I tried something brand new, and I decided to have my kindergartners do a curriculum night. And we didn't do it of, you know, everyone come in, it's an open house, something like that. We did it as, as kind of an, as an informant. And if you've never heard of the term informant, I kind of think of it as an informal performance or like an informational performance. So when I did my informants, I... Let me back up a step, actually. (laughs) The whole reason why this entire thing started is I put on the schedule to do a kindergarten performance with my kindergartners this year after um, not being able able to do performances because of COVID. um, It was wonderful to be able to do a performance, but I've never done a kindergarten performance. So when I started thinking about it, I started thinking about what I wanted to get from the performance, what I wanted my students to get, and what I wanted the community to get out of the performance. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that while having the kindergartners be on the risers singing and being cute and wonderful was all fine and dandy, what I really wanted was for them to be able to share the music that they were making in my classroom while also informing the parents and the grown-ups in this community what happens in my classroom. Because if I know anything from conversations with people is that we don't really know what happens in the music classroom because even just from when I was in elementary music, things have changed a lot. And I think it's important for us to allow community members and parents and grown-ups to see what happens in our classrooms so that we allow them to understand what it means to be in the music classroom. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about how and why I created a kindergarten curriculum night informants and how you can do the same in your own classroom. So if that's something you're interested in, even if you don't have kindergarten, if you want to learn about the process of what an informants is and how I planned it, let's talk shop. So this year, again, like I said, was my first time having a kindergarten performance at all. I've literally never done a performance with kindergartners, um, even in student teaching. So this was kind of a new experience for sure. Um, And especially with this coming out of teaching in COVID and all the different restrictions, it was a lot. Um, And I'll be honest, I was a little concerned about what that might look like. But the more that I started thinking about it and the more once I realized that I want this to be an informative performance, that is when things really change and when I was really able to start taking it in a different way. 
So before we talk about kind of how I ended up there, I want to talk about what the performance looked like. And I say the word performance kind of loosely because it wasn't your typical, all right, you're going to be the audience. We're going to be the performers. Let's have, let's, let's go. The way that I view this performance was me allowing the 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 parents, the the grownups, the community members to see what's happening in my classroom, but because it's just not feasible for parents and grownups and community members to join us in the classroom during the school day, we did have it after school. So what we did is I basically took the kindergartners, and again, we took all the kindergartners in one big place, which was a lot, and we went through the process as if it was a normal music lesson. Obviously, I did, I told and I told the parents this, obviously there were some things that I had to shift a little bit because we were on risers rather than spread out in the music room. But basically, I took them this through the same format of my lesson plans. We had our song at the beginning. We, we, you know, we did our greeting. I showed them my silly socks like I do every time. Um, and then we, you know, we worked on melodic concepts. We worked on rhythmic concept. But what was really cool about it is what I was able, not only was I able to show parents how my class functions, we were also able to show them how things progress. So every once in a while I would do like, a, you know, a pause and I'd say, all right, audience. So here is what we're doing. And this is why we normally do it. Like, you know, in kindergarten music, we will focus a lot on keeping the steady beat. So when we're keeping our spider fingers on our knees, the reason we're doing that is because we're really trying to reinforce that beat. And that is the kind of explanation that I think has been really helpful in allowing my, my, my community members, my grownups, my, my parents to understand what's going on. You know, the kindergartners, they probably could have cared less. You know, there's probably a couple of them going, yes, the steady beat. That is exactly what we're doing. Mm -hmm. But the rest of them, all what, what they realize is that they're showing what we've been doing the entire year. So when I first started the lesson, I joined, I had the kindergartners at the back of the room and we started chanting engine, engine number nine. And we actually walked in from the back of the room, the back of the gymnasium, marching, at least attempting to march the steady beat all the way up to the risers. I think it was a wonderful way to show that pretty much every day I meet my students at the door and we enter the room together doing something specific. We're not just walking in and sitting down. We're getting right started. And then I transitioned into doing some songs where we were focusing on our that soul me pattern. A lot of what I do in kindergarten is that soul me pattern and using that and different things. Um, I'm not saying that's the only melodic concepts we use, but that's a lot of what we focus on. Uh, then we worked into our greeting where I was able to do some informal assessments on students. And again, I showed this to this parents. It was like, hello, if you're wearing blue. And they said, hello, Mr. Tarbit, only if they're wearing blue. Or I might go, hello, Johnny. And then only Johnny would say, hello, Mr. Tarbit. And again, this is things that I normally do in the classroom. So the, the kids aren't scared. They're not apprehensive about it. This is just music class for them. And then I was able to move into doing some impromptu movement. And again, we adapted a little bit so that we wouldn't have to um, move the leave off the risers because I don't know about you, but having a bunch of kindergartners walking off on, on and off of the risers the entire time um, seems a little bit like a, um, a fever dream. <laughs> so I decided to try to keep them on the risers as much as possible. Um, but what was cool is that we were really able to follow that format that we've already done. The kids didn't have to worry about it. It took maybe once or twice after my normal contract hours. And I don't feel bad about doing that because I do get a supplemental for my performances. Um, but I was able to do that 
um, fairly simple. It didn't take a bunch of after-school rehearsals. You know, there weren't a bunch of costumes. There wasn't a bunch of speaking parts. It was just showing what we do. And honestly, I loved it. I think I'm going to expand upon this idea in the future, whether it be, you know, doing a second grade informant, doing a third grade informant, or um, just expanding on the idea of the kindergarten informants and how can we make this more interactive, more engagement for the audience. But I was kind of pleasantly surprised. I mean, I, I don't feel bad telling you that I was really anxious about putting a bunch of kindergartners on the risers. I was nervous about having one of our first performances after COVID be a bunch of kindergartners that I've never had a performance with, but it turned out really cool. And I'll be honest, my teacher heart needed to feel the way it felt after that performance. I had parents reach out to me that I had never talked to before, talking about how excited their kids were, about how thankful they were that they were able to take a peek into my curriculum. And that is something that I think we need to do more of. On top of just doing the actual performance, I did have some print materials that were set out. I had some information about what are some of the goals that I have for music uh, or for kindergartners in music? What are some of the the kind of fundamentals of what my music classroom looks like? So I kind of talked a little bit about, you know, what is kind of an ORF mindset? What is a little bit of code mindset? But it kind of translated, translated it in a way that was a little bit more friendly to those that weren't necessarily in the music education community. Basically talking about how I view music as exploration and how I believe that music is more than just playing an instrument or singing a song. It's exploring music. It's about understanding how music interacts with you and your life um, and kind of showing that advocacy moment of realizing that, hey, music isn't for the musically talented. Music is for everyone. And that's kind of where I feel in my core what is important to be as a music teacher. And that's kind of what I made made kind of central to um, the literature that I sent out for my parents, as well as the way that I, I formed the lesson. And what was something that was a little nerve wracking for me, but the kids loved it, was that the lesson that the students performed essentially for their parents was something that they had never seen before. Now, granted, most of the songs they've sung before, most of the concepts for the activities we did, they'd done before, but they've never necessarily done that lesson in that order before. We even had a new song that was brand new to be able to show everyone how we learn a new song, how we go use that rote process um, to learn a new song with active, you know, guided listening and guided questions. And if, I, if you gain nothing else from this episode of the podcast is that this type of performance, I think, is not only a wonderful chance to allow our students to perform, and even if we shift that word to perform, to share the music, because I think that's really what I value in my performances is sharing the music. But beyond that, it is a huge advocacy point. It is a, a way for us to show what is happening in our classrooms and to make sure that maybe those parents that had a terrible experience in elementary music, maybe they sat and they sang out of a textbook, or maybe they you know, had a teacher that told them to mouth their words instead of singing because they couldn't sing. Maybe we can show them that what's happening in our classroom is different. And maybe we can show them that what's happening in our classroom is important and is valid. And that is why I think I will continue doing these types of performances for the rest of my career. If you found this episode helpful at all, I would really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Not only does this help me understand what you find most helpful, it also helps more music educators just like you find the podcast. To check out the show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned, head on over to thatmusicteacher.com slash show notes.